Bonjour, hello, and welcome to Maz Talks. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Maz, a political science student who is passionate about current events. This podcast is a platform for debate. In my view, society has become very polarized and afraid to have debate, and maybe one day this will not be the case. But until then, I want to give a platform to spark conversation, show both sides of the story as truth usually lies in the middle. As a human, I have opinions, and I'm entitled to those opinions as you are entitled to yours. The challenge I have placed upon myself is to question all opinions, including my own. This is how conversation has started. Today on the first episode, we will be discussing the announcement in Quebec, Canada about the implementation of vaccine passports and the impact on students with online schooling. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the very first episode of Mass Talks. You will never hear an argument from me that vaccine passports are not a sensitive topic. I do believe that vaccine passports are yet another argument to make that the governments have a ton of control and are able to strip away our rights and violate the Constitution at any point if it so pleases them. As a libertarian, I hear those people and I understand them. On any given day, pre-COVID and post-COVID, I would stand with them and fight for free for rights and freedoms. However, we are in a pandemic. With the rise of cases in Quebec having 218 cases yesterday, Friday, August 6th, which is a drop from the 315 Thursday, but still more than a few weeks ago. However, hospitalizations have dropped yesterday, which I can safely associate to the vaccine. The question isn't about the survival rate of someone getting COVID, it's about the transmission. This virus is super contagious. So far, from what I can tell, vaccination is the only solution. I am fully vaccinated as a man in his early 20s, not because I could die from COVID because the chances of me surviving are pretty high, but I am vaccinated to protect my family and those around me. I hated lockdowns and the precondition to getting our freedoms back was to get vaccinated. You are not forced to get vaccinated, but if you choose that path, you will have to deal with the consequences of said actions. I do not believe it is fair to lock down the entire population because the majority have chosen to get vaccinated and for the few who have chosen not to, they can lock down. In order to talk further about school life and vaccine passports, I am joined by Corey, who is an engineering student in Quebec. Hey, hey Corey, how's it going? It's going well, and you? I'm doing well. So, um... So far, I've talked about vaccine passports. I wanted to get a bit of your insight on it. What do you think? Right. Well, personally, you know, I don't know that many people who aren't fully vaccinated, right? And the people who aren't, I really have to ask myself, like, why, right? Because, you know, it's been promoted in the news so much. I mean, you know all the benefits, and also now, like, there's this new Delta variant coming along that could be, like, you know, it can kill anyone, right? It's not just dangerous for, um, you know, immunocompromised or older people. You know, it's really dangerous for everyone, um, more so than the... The alpha, the original strain. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, like, that should be incentive enough, but clearly, I mean, it's not. And people want to feel safe, right? And with this vaccine passport, that's what's being brought 
this feeling of being safe because if you go somewhere you know that everyone who's going to be there is going to be vaccinated as well right yeah so i mean it brings reassurance and then you take off your mask in a public setting and you know everyone else is vaccinated and you feel like wow you know like life is somewhat back to normal so i feel like it's a way to like almost to to help boost the people who were already vaccinated to like give them a pat on the back right like yeah one of one of the things um like personally i am for the vaccine passports but one of the arguments against them is that they create societal segregation um do you agree with that in a certain respect i mean i understand that point of view right like there it is it is it is technically segregation in the respect that you have those who are vaccinated and those who aren't. Um, one of the things I personally think about is, okay, yes, that is the case. And obviously, you know, people who are not vaccinated will have to lock down. But I personally feel like it's better that, you know, at least those who went out and made the effort to go in to get vaccinated at least can resume somewhat of a normal life. But it i just hope that you know once covid is over all these measures you know go away and we could go back to normal society right i mean you've raised a few interesting points so the first one being like yeah it is segregation but unlike if you look at apartheid right i mean obviously you can't control the you know amount of melanin you might have in your skin right i mean that's not something you can change however i mean if you look at this vaccine you can change the fact that you're vaccinated or not like it is a free choice and by not doing so you're just saying like oh i'm over it i'm fine with it you know like you're assuming all the risks that it's a personal choice absolutely you know like the government isn't going to each and every person's door and being like okay we're forcing a needle in your arm that's the end of it that's not what's how going on they're saying okay you're getting you're getting vaccinated you can resume normal life because you are protected quote unquote yeah and okay go ahead um if you look at like all your actions they have consequences, right? And for example, not getting vaccinated, what is, you know, the possible outcome? You know, what's the, what is this going to cause, right? So you have the first option where, you know, you catch COVID, potentially Delta, and, you know, you assume all the risks on your life because everyone has been telling you to get vaccinated. Second of all, I mean, you run the chance of being a carrier and, you know, infecting other people. Third, you run the chance of not now, not being able to go where you want to go, right? So you don't have the chance of going everywhere because now there's this passport. But if you get vaccinated, what are the possible outcomes, right? I mean, the first one being like, oh, you might have some adverse side effects from the vaccine. Sure. 
possibly like person like personally me uh, i remember the first dose i i got i was like extremely fatigued and i had a bit of a fever and then more or less the same thing for the second one i like the second one wasn't as bad but definitely you know that first dose did give me some adverse effects i had to call off work for example right i mean but how many days only one only one because i got pfizer and moderna so it wasn't so bad but I've heard that, like, you know, if you catch COVID, it's more than one day that you... Yeah, of course. Rest, right? Of course. So, I potentially, you know, could have lost two days of work instead of, you know, maybe two weeks. So definitely was not as bad. For sure. So, I mean, that's the first possible outcome. The second is, you know, you might catch it, but you have, what, a 90-something percent chance you don't? I mean... Then the third, you get to go everywhere you want to go. And the fourth is you get to enter into this Lotto Quebec um, lottery, right? So, I mean, you have to weigh out the pros and cons. Like some people are saying like, oh, I don't know what's in this vaccine. I don't know if it's good for me. But like, okay, are you using your microwave? Like there's, you know, proof that microwaves aren't good for you. But that comes with everything, right? Like, there is proof that a lot of things like, oh, when you eat your produce, do you wash it all the time? Because, oh, there might be insecticide, which is bad for you. You know, like you have to make sure like, are you doing everything else in your life to make sure that everything you consume or put in your body is like perfectly good, you know? And then if you do everything, you know, to the a la lettre, I'm not sure how to say that in English. To the T is in English. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you do everything to the T, then I might hear you out on that one. But imagine you get COVID in your body. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and COVID, the thing with COVID is that a lot of the deaths by COVID, all right, in the beginning, because in the beginning, COVID was only really deadly to seniors. Then as the, you know, the beta variant and Delta came along, you know, slowly, like, people really started to get sick from it. Like, hospitalization started being middle-aged people and younger people. So, one of the things I was looking at is that um, it it's a flawed analogy, but imagine you're going in a car, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you choose not to put your seatbelt on, okay? You risk the consequences of either, A, getting a fine... B, you know, crashing and flying out your windshield, or C, you survive. Like, yeah, the survival rate from COVID is per, is like, you know, whatever, 98 or 99 point something percent. But, like, you could get some other side effects and other repercussions from it. Long-lasting ones, too, right? Yeah, there's, there's like, we've seen people who are, you know, after COVID, they're on like oxygen for example or you know they can't walk or but a lot of the deaths from covid in the beginning were mainly people who are like had something right they could have had some problem and then covid just made the problem worse and they passed so looking at the deaths of covid you also have to include the deaths with covid because they're two different numbers yeah for sure i mean you're totally right and also Going back to that point of like, you know, it being long lasting side effects, there's this man I work with um, and he's, you know, in his 40s, let's say, 
I believe he's in his 40s, but because of COVID, obviously, it's um, like I work remotely and I don't usually see his face. So Like most people working remotely, yeah. wherever you yeah. can. I mostly know his voice more than anything, right? But I think he's in his 40s or possibly early 50s, but that's the oldest he could be. And he got COVID in September. And he has repercussions from it to this day. That's like, a, And that's a long time ago, if you think about it. I mean... August, it's almost been a year since he caught COVID and he's still very close to it. Yeah. 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 Like he gets winded. He like, you know, and, and he didn't used to before. No, exactly. Okay. Like he's very young. So it just goes to show like it really affects people long term as well. Like I've heard also some people, they still can't taste after like months and it's just like, you know, I couldn't I mean, imagine not being able to taste a good, you know, apple pie or something, you know. For sure. So it just goes to show, like, no matter how bad you might think this vaccine is, imagine how much worse the actual disease could be. And, you know, a lot of people who are younger are saying, like, oh, you know, I'm in perfectly good health. If I catch it, I'll be fine. But this Like vac- Maxim Bernier. Well... Sure, if you say so. I well, have- this just this week on Twitter, right? He mm-hmm. put out that he chose not to get the vaccine, and then you know, fine, good for you, you know. However, if you get COVID, you're assuming the risks. Right. But he says, but he says he's young. He's 52 years old. He's in good shape. He will survive if he gets it. Right. I'm, but you know. Yeah. I know. I think every other federal leader got it, though. Justin Trudeau is probably pretty public about it. O'Toole's been quiet, but I think he got it because he had COVID. So he knows it's real. Him yeah. and his family had it. And Singh, I'm pretty sure Singh got it. And Blanchet probably got it for sure, too. Yeah, so it just goes to show, like, um, these people, they got it because they knew they wouldn't be able to do like some people they get it because they know that they can't do something if they don't get it like my friend who I mean he's like 22 something like that he's about my age and his girlfriend is long distance and he only got the vaccine because he wanted to be able to fly on a plane to go see her so this is the same thing that's going to start happening though here locally you're going to start seeing people who are going to be like oh my friends are going to the bar. Like, my girlfriend wants to go to the bar. She's got her vaccine, you know. Like, I want to go too. But, hey, I don't have my vaccine passport. Sucks to be you, buddy, you know. But if you want to go, you have to get vaccinated, you know. So it's just going to make people want to, you know, the more people are going to want to start resuming normal life, the more that people are going to get vaccinated. So I really think that this, you know, vaccine passport is the right path. I agree with you. You know, like I'm a libertarian, so I do believe in personal freedoms and all that. But when you're in a pandemic, the cards are different, right? You got to think of the common good. And while I absolutely hated the lockdowns, you know, like part of me was like, okay, just put up with it. It'll be over. I thought the curfew was a bit ridiculous, but that's a whole other animal, right? Uh, And 
But you bring up another good point about incentives. So let's talk about that, you know, vaccine lottery in Quebec. I don't think any other jurisdiction has it. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, everybody likes free money, right? I love free money. (laughs) I do. Um, Personally, you know, I enrolled the second I heard about it. I mean, my whole family's enrolled. And I like it. I like the idea. It gives another incentive. And this was brought forth before the vaccine passport. So that yes, was that's very true. incentive. So now that the vaccine passport is going to take place, I don't know how important it is, but I do think it was a good first initiative by the yeah, government. And the first draw was actually uh, Friday, August 6th. And the results are going to be revealed on Tuesday. Uh, So how this is all working is basically there are four draws every Friday in August of $150,000. And students, so kids, um, you know, 18 and, sorry, 17 and under who got vaccinated will be able to go for bursaries of $10,000. So at least, you know, they're getting something, right? Even if you're not the legal age. And then in September... The big draw is the $1 million draw. And for the for the students, again, 17 and younger, it's going to be 20000 in scholarships. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's amazing because you have to think about it. Like, everyone's getting vaccinated. Like, everyone's doing their part. So they couldn't forget, you know, the younger people. They Absolutely. Just... So I think that that's perfect. Like, had they not done that, it would have been sad but you know they thought of it so it was well made they they did a legal loophole so to speak right because you can't have a lot you can't gamble if you know you're under 18 so they're like okay we're gonna give scholarships that's completely legal for sure i think that's perfectly great i mean not everyone who's younger is necessarily going to you know school but no of course but just the fact that you know you could get that money is worth it i'm sure you could use that money somewhere else right well look if if for example if i was 16 years old and i won it right and i didn't want to go to like c jeffrey university maybe i'd go get a trade or something the money could be used for that too like you don't necessarily have to use it in c jeff yeah for sure i mean it would be something to look into right well, for, for who the individual who wins it, of course. But what's really cool that I find was the whole organization of it. Because you only have to enter once. Just put in your information that you want to be part of it. Right. And then you don't have to think about it. You're already in for all the rest of the draws, which is really cool. It's amazing. Obviously, like, it was well thought out, well made. I mean, cross our fingers that somebody, either a listener or one of us, you know. Comes away with the money. Yeah, why not? That would be great. Yeah. But but obviously everything has their haters and there have been proponents against this saying that it's bribery and whatnot. And of course, I, I could I see their point. I see their point how it could potentially be bribery. But hey, I ain't going to say no to free money. Got to be real here. <laughs> yeah. And I and I already gotten vaccinated before they announced it. So there you go. Bribery or I read somewhere else that it could be seen as, you know, a bad use of taxpayers' money. <laughs> I mean, 
most taxpayers got vaccinated. I think we're, we're at what, like most majority of the population's already got vaccinated. We're over 60% of people with double with two doses. So to me, that's the majority, right? Yeah. By end of August, there should be like 82% of students that are vaccinated as well. Yeah. And I, I read this article this morning um, that said that, you know, in classes and in the library and when you're eating in schools, because they will reopen. By schools, you mean CJEP and universities, right? right? You won't have to wear your mask. So That's you don't pretty have cool. any uh, distanciation, social distance. Sorry, I'm like translating in my brain sometimes from French. Hey, this is a this could be a bilingual pod, UK. You don't have to worry about it. We get yeah. your point. Okay, yeah, like social distanciation, which I'm not distanciation sure. Distanciation social. Yeah, there you go. Literally, <laughs> word for word. Okay. Um, yeah, like you don't have to follow that, and that's going to be great. Like you just have to wear your mask, like when you're walking from class to class. I'm assuming when you're inside, and then. Um, yeah, when you're like in the halls or walking around or whatever, but once you're seated, you don't have to wear the mask. Exactly. And if you're doing like if you're in the cafeteria, but not eating, you have to wear it as well. And if you're um, doing an activity, like they said, an example was singing, but I'm assuming like they also said the gym. So, you know, if you're doing any type of activity, you have to wear your mask. But honestly, I think that's great because um, I did an internship for four months where I had to wear my mask every single day for eight hours. And it was much harder for me to learn like really use my brain and critically think with the mask on but i feel like you know if i can be in class looking at my professor without a mask you know i feel like i will be able to learn well Much this is great for you know communication and mental health we've lost a lot of that like the way that humans communicate by facial expressions. You can tell what someone's, you know, how they're feeling. And, you know, if a teacher is able to look at their students and, you know, their jaws are on the floor, you know, you, they, you know, they clearly know the students are lost. Right, for sure. Yeah, like, I've had that problem a lot. Like, nobody is putting their, because I'm in engineering, right? So nobody is putting their cameras on. Like, the profs don't ask for it, you know, like, I've or they do, but they the, t the students don't do it anyway. I've had one professor in a year and a half. Really? Ask it. Yeah, yeah. Out of all, all my professors that I've that I've that I've uh, taken classes with, they've all wanted our cams on, and maybe five or six people do it. The thing is, the big difference is you're in social science. I'm in political science. Yes. But which is part of social science. I right? know. I know. Right. So I mean. I've had some friends in communications like you, like, I guess, political science or there's any time where it's more like social interaction is really important, then, yeah, they will want to. And like any time that it's more like um, the prof doing a monologue and they don't care, like, you know, the student's input won't bring something more necessarily like maybe they'll ask a question but it won't be like you know it'll be really like theory like two plus two equals four you know yeah kind of. the, i remember just the chat rooms on zoom were either chaos or empty there was no in between 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like some classes were crazy, especially the first online semester. Like you could see the chats. They were they were quite interesting. To Man, say. how our lives just got turned upside down. I remember 2020, March 8th, you know, they said, oh, there's a pandemic. All right. I remember the Friday, March 13, they closed all the schools everywhere. And then they're like, okay, we need we need the day closed to figure out what we're doing, right? And then the following day, or it was it was either the 14th or the 15th, Saturday or Sunday, where they were like, okay, everything's closed for two weeks to flatten the curve of this okay. pandemic. And then, you know, ever since then it was so after the two weeks, I think, yeah, that was a break. And then the schools were like, okay, we're going online. And it was just uh, I, I just remember that being chaos, you yeah, know? it definitely was. Like, I mean, I think everyone had, like, that two weeks where they were kind of happy. I, I mean, was. <laughs> yeah, for sure I was, too, because I didn't want to do one of the labs that, the next day because I won't. Yo, I, had, I had an exam or something on Friday, March 13, which is also my birthday. Right. <laughs> so I was very happy my birthday was off. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was there and yeah so I also wanted the day off to bake cupcakes those cupcakes were good they were good yeah that was my birthday gift for you they were they were awesome cupcakes if you ever get to try Corey's cupcakes you would not for you would not regret it man uh and you know what so you've been you literally had a semester and a half of in-person learning right. then you went online and now you're finally getting a taste of that coming back how does that make you feel it makes me feel amazing like i've done half of a bachelor's degree in engineering which is four years here in quebec and um so i've done two years and out of the two years i've done two semesters and a half online and one semester and a half in person which is crazy to think crazy. about because it's mo it's the majority of your what you've studied so far yeah for sure and I have some friends you know in three-year programs like psychology biology like all of those right and um you know they're going into their last year of university yet they've done only one year and a half you know one semester and a half one semester and a half in person that's so crazy to me or even like the saddest thing like graduating online and i remember oh, that i remember that was a meme right wow. of like it was graduations in 2020 and you there was just like dot matrix just like little bunums walking and then the bunum like they use like jaw bracket and the bracket moved to the other side and then the bunum walked yeah. but in reality they were just like you know kind of i don't want to say cheap because i'm sure that the organizers did their best with what they had but they were cheap okay this person graduated their camera comes on and they move their tassel or whatever and that's not even the case. I have a friend of mine who graduated, right? Okay, so, you tell the facts. I, I talk to fiction. She's also in engineering. And they have, like, this whole ring ceremony, too. Anyways, so my friends, they put themselves, like, pretty. Like, they made themselves look good. Like, you know, they, whatever, did everything. They didn't have the option to turn on their camera. Yeah. My jaw is on the floor, ladies and gentlemen. They what? The option to turn on their camera for their you know, own grad 
Yeah, like they they did like the names and That's everything. Absolutely tragic. It is. It is. And they were apparently really sad. Like it's so sad to think about it, you know, like yeah, for sure. So now like I'm happy that this won't happen again and I hope that whoever graduated, you know, like no matter who like what school they graduated from, elementary, high school, CJEP, uni you name it DAP I don't know um I hope that maybe they can get you know obviously a redo if possible you know I know it's not always possible but I feel like these people have been cheaped out well my sister graduated from high school in 2020 and she didn't even get to finish her high school so basically what they did was they took the term two mark And they put that for term three, gave everybody who passed a P. It's like, okay, you graduated. You're off to CJEP now. Mm. So she missed out like literally on term three, which is the largest term worth of schooling. It was, it's madness. And then she didn't even get a prom. And then this year, the class of 2021 didn't get a prom either. So honestly, it's, it's tragic. I hope, you know, within a few years we can go back to normal, but who knows when COVID is actually going to be a non-threat right yeah like you said before when covid's over but i don't think it's ever going to i don't i don't think it's ever going to be over i think it's just going to become a non-threat you know it could be like the seasonal flu where you go and get a vaccine every year or whatever and you're fine but but not everyone gets the seasonal flu including me (laughs) i didn't get the seasonal flu shot either and i mean i've gotten the flu and i've survived but like it's it's all about the transmission rate right well you know you have the flu when you get the flu and you stay home so it look we we could obviously but this could be debated for so long but as of right now until the foreseeable future when covid quote-unquote becomes a non-threat i think vaccine passports are important and i just want to see you know like students who put up there under the bargain, went and got vaccinated, they get to go to school and enjoy enjoy their studies instead of doing it from their bedroom or their sofa or whatever, right? Because looking, looking at the same room all the time, it could drive a person mad. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I have a quite small of a room, and that's where I study. That's where I sleep. That's where I eat breakfast. That's where I eat lunch. I mean, obviously not supper because, you know. You actually I- eat in the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, like, everything else was just done in this, like, room. And it was, like, my prison. I have a window looking out, and I felt like, wow, you know, like, I wish I could be outside. But I was always inside. Like, you know, I would work out in the apartment I live in. I would just, like, you know, everything was done inside. I don't think, like, for a month, I think I stayed in my house. You know, like, I can't see anyone. It was cold outside. There was a curfew at some point. Yeah. 8 8 p.m. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. I remember that. Yeah, and I wasn't the one to do the groceries. So, I mean, there was no reason for me to even leave. I, I went and ran errands just to look, you know, at things that were not my room. Like, I found excuses to go out. Oh, I need a bag of chips. Oh, I need something, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I much prefer the vaccine passport and its potential of, like, not creating another lockdown than the possibility, even the slightest one, of another lockdown. Because 
after two lockdowns or maybe more but oh, I, that were three yeah but after two major ones that i can remember not going to lie after two major ones i cannot do a third or a fourth or you know another do you one. remember where when um back i think it was in february they opened the gyms for like 12 days and it was the biggest tease for all the gym goers it was insane i remember my buddy texting me they're gonna close the gyms i'm so pissed and i'm like dude i'm with you that that why even open the gyms at that point if you're just gonna close them giving people false hope for sure like a lot of things were done in a strange way but you know even to this day like we're talking about oh the schools are going to reopen no social distanciation within the students student body and the classes whatever i mean this might only happen for 12 days as well like we i do- i hope not i hope for you guys not i mean i'm going i'm not going uh to school this semester fall i'm going back in the winter but you know what i hope they keep it like this and the measures don't have to be reversed you know it's i hope so as well like i don't have that much you know I'm not going to get my hopes up because I've been brought down a lot and I've just learned to adapt. The biggest thing that they're looking at is not so much the case count, but the hospitalizations. The hospitalizations have to remain low because the whole reason we're locking up is so that, you know, the healthcare workers aren't flooded. Right, for sure. I mean, look, do I think that there should be a vaccine passport within the schools? That's a good question. Tell um, me. Go for it. Hmm. I think so. I think maybe. I if mean, the fourth wave gets to a certain point, you would put in a vaccine passport even for the school. Yeah, I think so. But the difficult part about that would just be like, Okay, how are the exams going to take place? How are the people who aren't vaccinated and who are against it and will not be vaccinated, how are they going to attend lectures? Are they going to be recorded as well? Like, there's so many questions you have to ask, right? So this vaccine passport thing, right, it's great, but you just have to think, like, what if they put them in schools as well? What's going to happen then? Because I think school would be a place of you know contagion like a place where it propage like where it where it you know propagates propagates yeah yeah absolutely so uh any final thoughts you want to tell the audience Corey? get vaccinated kids <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure do what feels best for you but obviously the measures are becoming increasingly you know difficult for people who aren't vaccinated so i guess you know get vaccinated unless do what you, you gotta do unless you are all right you know staying home unless you're all right staying home and you know yeah not seeing anyone I, you know what, I wish Noel will. Like, obviously, if any essential services like, you know, healthcare and um, obviously emergency healthcare, because I know someone who needs dialysis and he was forced to get vaccinated. Like, it was a condition for his dialysis. But um, 
No, yeah. uh, people who aren't vaccinated should still have access to essential services, but anything that's non-essential should be passported. I agree with you. But, like, you know, people who have cancer, in my opinion, they should be accommodated because of their condition being cancer. But they shouldn't be accommodated because they're not fully vaxxed. That's my opinion. Just like, you know, in school or anywhere, you should be accommodated for a condition you have, like ADHD or, you know, like cancer or something, something like that. Something that's not your fault, you know? Yeah, that's my philosophy, you know? And it's just like, um, you know, if what you're not doing not getting vaccinated can harm other people then as much as you know you have free will it kind of ends where someone else's you know rights begin yeah exactly so you know you have to keep that in mind that was a very good final thought Corey. anyways everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the mass talks episode one podcast this was a lot of fun to do with Corey, and i wish you all a great evening afternoon morning whenever you decide to tune in